And uh, I don't know. He's a little. He's dumb. He's a he's little. Dumb. He's he's softer than I thought. High mystery. <laughs> All right, everybody, gather around the campfire here in the woods of Vermont. <laughs> here in the woods of Vermont. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Vermont. Mm. Home of Bernie Sanders, okay. Ben and Jerry's, huh? the band Fish. A lot of old people. That's it. Oh, maple <laughs> syrup. No, no, no. Not as, not as popular as the top three <laughs> right there that I just said. Okay. And... Uh, you know, bring your bongs, your pipes, your blunts, your joints, and uh, get ready, because we're about to get into a mystery here on High Mystery. Boom. <laughs> hey, hey. Is it about Vermont, maybe? Is it about Vermont? <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't think it is. It's oh. Probably. And maybe, maybe medical only, but certainly not. Uh, for all adults. Vermontians, let us know what's up. Yeah, so, yeah. Legally, how how legally, are you smoking? Illegally. I mean, when you got Bernie Sanders, Ben and Jerry's, and fish, you would just assume. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like you would assume there's right? definitely at least some pot smoking happening. I mean, <laughs> I'll just say this, Vermont. You got like three of my favorite things. In right January, there. Vermont became the ninth state to legalize marijuana. That's all Boom. the way back in 2018. Oh my Boom. goodness! So Vermont is with it, man. Vermont, we yeah. love you. We want to visit you. We want to lick your Ben and Jerry's. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben and I'm Jerry. <laughs> Anyways, this is a podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about mysteries. My name is Robert. I'm Colin. My name is Tristan. Boom. That's the whole cast. It's true. You, we went through the whole yeah, cast. The, the Rolodex of names. We <laughs> threw them out there for you. Uh, today I will be smoking a blunt that I packed myself, uh, all by myself. Good job. <laughs> I didn't Rob. need anybody's help. <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> Thank you. Hey guys. Big boy. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well here <laughs> in my twilight years. Uh, it is Grizzly Peak. That's the, uh, company that makes it. And it is Chem Dog and Sour Diesel. Uh, it's a premium indoor flower indica. Um, you know... Oh, here it is. It's 22% THC. Is that the actual strain or is it like called motor breath and then you come, that's what that's like made of? Chem Dog by Sour Diesel. Are you sure? Let me see this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let me see this. <laughs> it, it came in my Nut Club subscription box. So it's called Sumo Smash is what the company is calling it. And Sumo Smash is Chem Dog combined with Sour Diesel strains. What's Grizzly Peak? Grizzly Peak is the actual company name, and yeah. they are the giving out that, okay. Sumo Smash is what they're calling the weed, and their Sumo Smash is Chem Dog crossed with Sour Diesel. Oh, they, okay, so they... Act like you do a podcast where we promote weed for a second. Right. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> uh, so, okay. And it gives you a nice listening. It gives you the THC, no, no, which is 22. They yeah, gave stop. you the THCA, nobody, which is 24. They gave you the CBD, nobody, nobody which is zero. CBD. CBDA, the CBDA, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help inform. I don't know. I like that all those numbers are on there. Sure. And like... I feel like you can tell a difference if it's got a high percentage of like limonene versus the 
like a pinene. Yeah, with the terpenes. Yeah, like yeah. if it doesn't necessarily like yes, THDA, it means nothing to me, but that means nothing to most people. But it does mean something. To I some just don't know. <laughs> <what it is. laughs> I'll, I'll bring that in because I do know that there's a difference. Like I want to say, but I'll Same. have to confirm Same. later. But I want to say like THCA helps with like appetite suppression and like some other things. And then you have like on a very touching episode of High Mystery. (laughs) Stay tuned next week, maybe. It's true. Tristan has the information. Well, we haven't done. I was just thinking we haven't done like a totally weed based episode where there's not like a whole lot of mystery going on. So Mm -hmm. it would be nice to. I think on our 420 episode we dug a little deep into the what weed is and all that kind of stuff. Terpenes. Yeah, but that's been four months ago now. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's time, you know, we're maybe, maybe 16 months ago, <laughs> right? Like we two did two 420s. 420s yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> 420 was kind of a wash. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Mom, mom. Well, mom, we did release mom. the episode. Yeah. So that was, it <laughs> happened. So. Uh, I've got some dropout cannabis. That's the name of the company and it's blue dream. It's a sativa. And it's got 19.6% THC. And you were saying that the, they call it dropout because they were in a bunch of different industries. And and they dropped out to do weed. A noble pursuit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I hear that a lot from a lot of my friends. It's like, well, I'm just waiting tables. I might as well be a dispensary owner. Or like, mm-hmm. so I feel like there'd be a lot more dropouts as soon as the nation legalizes it. Yeah. Which, what are you waiting for, honestly? <laughs> what are you waiting for, nation? What are you waiting for? They're like, we have heavier shit on the table at the moment. Uh, that's <laughs> fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting on just a little bit of this heavy shit. Just think how much more money they'd have to do things, though. Anyway. Uh, that's true. Um, I brought in a joint. It was one of my add-ons from uh, the Nug Club box that I got. Uh, it's from Stone Road. Ah, we know those guys. And they're a brewing company, too. Are they? <laughs> At least there is a Stone Road brewing Golden company. Road? Oh, that's <laughs> all I'm thinking of. Never mind. Forget I say anything on this show. <laughs> uh, so my joint is a Sativa Hybrid. Uh, they say invigorating, dreamy batch, oh. and the uh, sour diesel infused with biscotti hash. Oh, oh biscotti hash! Oh. Wow. We both got a little bit of diesel. Mm. It did not give me the percentages. I think it was on the oh. wrapper that I threw away when I opened the box. Hey, that's some shit. We're gonna have to talk about potentially uh, Sharon Blunts again soon, since we're in our core bubble. Right. You know? We're still following CDC sure. guidelines at that point, so something to think about. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that Tristan's got this awesome hash blunt right? sitting over there, <laughs> whoa, I'm whoa, all whoa, jealous. We're not, we're not sharing these? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, continue with CDC guidelines and just touch tips. I'm going to look that up and we'll, uh, you know, we'll do right by our coronavirus bylaws. Bing, bing, bing. I mean, I don't personally agree or believe anything the CDC has to say, but I do want to participate somewhat in uh, society at the moment because... Yeah, we'll see what John you know, Oliver I need, says. I need to, like, <laughs> live and work and stuff, so <laughs> to be part of society, I will do what what we're all saying to do. Yes. <laughs> so, <coughs> hi, everybody. Today I brought in a mystery for you. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, uh, it's a it's a bit of a 
<laughs> a big mystery. I, I thought about breaking it up into two parts, but it really works as just one part. Okay. Uh, it is the Bennington Triangle Mystery. Oh! Bennington? I like, I like triangles. You know, they had a golden one back in Greece. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I won't elaborate. Today... We are not. He was like, this is a vlog. So let's sidetrack you as much as we can. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make this a two parter whether you like it or not. Just to recap, we have the obvious Bermuda Triangle, but we have also covered the Lake Michigan Triangle, the lesser. I did that. Yeah. So we've got another triangle here. Got another one. Say the name of it again for me, Rob. Bennington. Bennington. Is Bennington in Arkansas? No. It seems like it would be like in England or something. Like Benningtonshire. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. There is an area in Vermont. Oh, that duh, Vermont. No, yeah. it's the Bennington Triangle. <laughs> it couldn't possibly be Vermont. Where between the years of 1945 and 1950, five mysterious disappearances occurred in the forest trails of the region. I'm kind of noticing, I feel like Vermont's kind of like Kentucky. Like it's got a lot of mysteries going on. Because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I can't remember why, but uh, I know I looked it up and found that it had over 100 wooden covered bridges in the state. And that's one thing it's known for. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up today and I was like, I don't have looked that up about Vermont recently. Yeah, I feel like any place where there's a lot of like woods. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of those cryptids come from Vermont logging activities. So anyway... What's going on with the Vermont Triangle stuff? Well, the, the precise location uh, and border of the triangle is not clear, but it is primarily comprised of once thriving logging and industrial towns that are now essentially unincorporated ghost towns. So you mean to tell me that this could be a square right. or a diamond? It could be. Or, or a pentagram. Yeah. Yeah. An uh, 11 gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first disappearance occurred on November 12th, 1945, when Going back. Yeah, 74-year-old Middle Rivers, while out hunting, <laughs> that's, that's the person's name, Middle Rivers. Middle oh, Rivers. wow. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 it's hard because, yeah. Fully confused. Yeah. <laughs> middle Rivers is out. While, he, while Middle Rivers, this person, Seventy, a 74-year-old. 74-year-old hunter. Hunter. Yeah, he just goes missing. He was guiding a group of four hunters through no the mountains. Way. On the way back, he got ahead of the group and was never seen again. <sighs> That's so weird. I mean, with so many, like, logging and, like, types of factories and shit that are like ghost towns or whatever. I feel like it's easy to fall down a shaft or it's easy to like, I don't know, especially when it's just left. Nothing is like really like cleaned up or sought after or whatever. It's just like. So you're thinking that maybe there's some abandoned chute that he just had stepped right? his foot in yeah. the long hole. Bye. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> possible. And I mean, sinkholes are a thing. So sure, it could be a million different things. It could be because... a million. I've got a few. I got a few uh, possibilities at the end of this. But... Okay. I never would have expected that he was like with people out hunting. Like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, he went into the woods and never came back. No big deal. But like, four friends were just a few feet behind him or whatever. Yeah. Did you say they were friends? They were just hunters that he was taking out hunting. Oh, they didn't give a shit about him, just to be clear. Yeah, I mean, he was the, the tour guide, if you will. He I mean, was... kind of sounds like something happened with these. Oh. Four. We accidentally shot him, uh, and uh, so yeah, he disappeared. 
Do we know if Middle was a middle child named cruelly by his parents? <laughs> Not too you much information on Middle your place than mine. An extensive search was conducted, but the only evidence discovered was a single rifle cartridge found in a stream. Huh. What does Brother Other or Outer Rivers say? <laughs> right. left, left and right rivers. Yeah. Uh, it was believed the cartridge slipped out of his pocket and into the water. Okay, so this isn't a it fire. Wasn't, it wasn't fire, no. So maybe, yeah, he just like slipped and fell and he's old and he like drowned in like a foot of water in this river or whatever. It only takes like, what, eight inches of water is enough to sweep you? Like if the current swifts or something like that. So, yeah, could have just been trying to cross the river and he's gone. Could have been a angry Sasquatch, you know. Sure. Could have been a UFO. Could I mean, have been. He could have been drinking the water, <laughs> and then it was like one of those like water, whatever that like bubble up. It was like a cryptid you did a long time ago with like oh, a water dog or something. I want to say a bunyip. A bunyip, yeah. I'm he was drinking sure. water, and it was actually a bunyip that then had to burst out of his stomach. And he was just like, hi, new friend, I will give you a hug under the water. Right? <laughs> and that was the end. <laughs> uh, the disappearance occurred in the Long Trail Road near Vermont's Route 9. Rivers oh. was an experienced hunter and fisherman and was familiar with the local area. Route 9. Gotta watch that Route 9. Route 9 will always get you. Okay, so that's that's the first <laughs> That's time. the first. Have there been lights seen in the area? Orbs of light. Tell uh, me about the lights, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to lights. I okay. knew there were lights. Of course, of course there's lights. Come on. The second disappearance, and perhaps the most famous. Perhaps. perhaps. Was that of Paula Jean Weldon who disappeared on December 1st, 1946. Okay. When was the first one? September 45? Uh, it was November 12th, 1945. Wow, so all these are post-World War II. <clears throat> yes. I don't know why that's significant, but keep it in mind. So <laughs> You know. Right. And they've both happened kind of like in the later side of the year, like more winter time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Weldon was 18 and a sophomore at Bennington College. Weldon who? Uh, Paula Jean Weldon. Paula, Paula Jean Weldon. Okay. Yeah. I'll just be referring to her as Weldon. Well, you started out with a name like Middle Rivers. I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I can't kind of, <laughs> I can't keep up with these names, bro. Okay, she, Paula Jean Weldon. She disappeared while walking Vermont's Long Trail Road. She was an art major, but was planning on changing her major to botany. Oh, she's giving up the dream, dude. That's rough. No, she's following the dream. You think? She dropped, <laughs> she dropped from all the dream of botany? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like, you know, art Herbology, is... botany, man. Like, you <laughs> could do so much with plants. Yeah, but you come in as an artist, you leave as a scientist. Yeah. That doesn't sound like following. Art <laughs> is science. I mean, science there's, is art. There's beauty in botany. So she just wanted, she loved. Like, plants. maybe one of her favorite things to paint or photograph was right? plants and stuff. And she has, like, a deep love for. She just kept seeing the plant and then really knowing the plant. I've seen way too many talented artists give up to buy into this <laughs> right. rosy view of botany. <laughs> we need more artists in the world, man. Give up the science. 
She worked part-time at the Commons Dining Hall on campus. Uh, she worked the lunch shift earlier that day before going for a hike. She attempted to get some other students to join her, but they were all too busy, so she went by herself. Yeah, Aww. too busy. They're like, oh, I, uh, I have to wash my hair today. <laughs> Your love for pants wakes me out. Paula Jean just wasn't that, you know, she wasn't that uh, popular. I or guess. the hike could have been really, like, she likes hard hikes, and people are like, I know the hike you want to go on, I'm not about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So after her shift, she dressed in appropriate clothing for the afternoon, but not for that night. What? So she took no extra clothes or money with her. Okay. So basically she was dressed for the hike. But yeah, not, okay. not summer hard. hike, but the temperature can get very low when it's nighttime. Right. Well, she didn't take like a bag or yeah. anything. No. Just like... And she also didn't take any clothes to like go to dinner or anything like right. that. She just had hiking clothes and nothing yep. else. Yeah. Uh, she hitched a ride to near the trail entrance, about two and a half miles away from the entrance. Excuse me? Hold the baking powder? She hitched a ride? She yeah, which was common way back 1946, the day. Yeah. yeah. People were oh, hitching all okay. over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what happens to those people who hitched <laughs> How many yeah. murders have we talked about after people hitched a ride or got picked up by a weird a street? Like a whole basketball team at one point? <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh... That was as far as the driver was going. Uh, she either walked or hitched the rest of the way. <coughs> oh, okay. So yeah. he dropped her off short of her. Yeah, she was like, can you take me to Long Trail Road? He was like, well, I live about two and a half miles away. That's as far as I'm going. She's like, all right. Okay. I, my first like suspicion was that he dropped her off and then come back when nobody was around or something. Possible. But, okay. She Also, if you're willing to drive someone... What's 2.5 miles up a little bit? That's like a five <laughs> extra minute detour. Well, with gas being what it is, 15 cents a gallon and all, I couldn't possibly. There's I mean, a surge on prices. I don't take my Model T out often. I got to get this thing back in the garage. It's also a hitchhiker. Too, yeah, you don't so. want to go out of your way to, you know, it's like you, you can find another car going that way. I feel like at that point, you're not picking up that hitchhiker. You're like, they can find another car coming this way. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he drove for like a half hour or something. Yeah. And then it's just two miles. It just seems like <laughs> two miles. Is, if it was another but, like 15, 20 miles for sure. I mean, but, she's yeah. already going hiking. What's another two and a half miles for? True. <laughs> You're so, also thinking from like a responsible 2020 perspective. Like, yes, yeah. I would never, ever drop a woman off shorter for destination ever <laughs> <laughs> i'd be more likely to pick up a woman like with my wife in the car and be like do you need a ride like you leave like you need a ride it's here alone. yeah no never drop somebody off make sure watch till they get in the door <laughs> well we know that she got there safe because she encountered other hikers on the trail Okay. And she asked them questions about the trail before heading off in a northerly direction. Okay, so it definitely happens in the woods, yeah. whatever happens or doesn't exactly. happen. What kind of questions? Yeah, what kind of questions <laughs> was she asking? She wasn't very familiar with the... Uh, the area? The, okay. the, the, the trail. So uh -huh. her getting lost is pretty high. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. An she expensive... follows one plant to the next. Next thing she knows, she looks up, has no idea where she is. She's uh -huh. off trail by like... 
That's easy to do. I know, like, we used to hike this trail out in the San Gabriel Mountains, and there's just a terrible fork. You meet mm. this terrible fork, and if you don't know exactly which one you're on, you will easily go the wrong way. Easily. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, ten minutes from buildings. Like, you right. can see it and stuff. It's no big deal if you get lost. But, like, I can see where an old Vermont trail that might have, like, logging trails in her Right. It'd be easy to get lost out there. Sure. Uh, an extensive search was conducted, but no trace of her was ever found. Extensive. Quotes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the time of her disappearance, Vermont didn't have a state police. Really? Yeah. So most of the investigative work was conducted by Connecticut State Police. Whoa. What about the school she was going to? They didn't want to help at all? Or... Um, I feel like a school, if one of their students goes missing nearby, I feel like they should be somewhat responsible to like... Where they're checking in on their well-being or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're off campus, I guess. I guess yeah. so, yeah. Uh, investigators interviewed a lumberjack by the name of Fred Gadette, who lived in the area and was likely the last person to see Weldon. Oh, he did see her. Uh, according to him, he was in the middle of an argument with his girlfriend when Walden walked past them. Oh. Though his whereabouts after the argument differed from getting in his truck and going for a drive to spending the night by himself in his shack. Uh, and his quote-unquote <laughs> girlfriend, where is she now? Were they able to interview or talk to this quote-unquote person? I don't, I don't, they don't talk about the, I'm sure they did a little bit of that, like work, <clears throat> got, got a hold of her and got her side of the story yeah okay we need to let you get more all, of all that all that we know <laughs> is that he wasn't at home during those hours well, i'm just saying like he could kill both of them right then and there killed his girlfriend she saw it. oh now i gotta kill this girl it's true it's possible it's possible the girlfriend he just happened to have a bunch of axes <laughs> i imagine that's why the story is crossed though uh friend said one thing and he said another well, he lied to police on he several occasions. Different stories. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, several occasions, and was considered a person of interest in 1946, and again in 1952 when the case was revisited. Wow. How could he not be? <laughs> Got a mixed-up story. Last person this year. Not great. Well, it was reported that Cadet told at least two people that he knew within a hundred feet where Weldon's body had been buried, but later claimed it was just idle talk. <laughs> I was having some idle talk here. About <laughs> and bodies. Who doesn't? Oh, you know? that's just idle talk. Everybody has some idle talk, locker room talk, <laughs> voice talk. Uh, but without a body or evidence of a crime, the investigation ended. So they couldn't even look into the areas that he was talking about? I mean, what, his shack or his truck for a drive? No, like, he wasn't he, you were saying he was bragging oh, to people that yeah, he knew? Yeah, but he then, they were like, they probably investigated, they asked him, uh, hey, we heard some people that, you know, within 100 feet, oh, that's just idle talk. Well, then yeah. you go, okay, do you mind if we search, search within 100 feet of your shack here? <laughs> like, maybe 102 just to be safe? <laughs> Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe they did that. Maybe they didn't. Maybe because there was no evidence of a crime or anything like that, then they couldn't, like, you can't just go digging 
Listen, around please, people. This is why it's called an investigation. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You investigate. You're not straight up like, saying he is. You need to see if he is. You Rob must investigate. You, you can't just go digging. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you're supposed to fucking do. You should be in that shed looking for a little scrap of fabric. Or you can't just go hair. looking for evidence. <laughs> you know, like, yes, yes, you can. You got to wait till you know he did it, and then you can find the evidence, Colin. Innocent so guilty, right? <laughs> so the third disappearance was of veteran James Tedford on oh. December 1st, 1949. Wow, those are all in a short time period. I mean, this was exactly three years to the day no way. after Paula Jean Welton. And no the first one way. was like a year or two? Uh, yeah, 1946, uh, like November 12th or something like that. Okay possible that it's a cryptid that works in the same way i'm thinking like a giant snake or something so that it can eat one human one large meal mm -hmm. and then rest for exactly three years and then it's hungry again and along comes tedford yeah the first one was an old man so it didn't satiate him as yeah. much so he had to come out sooner and yeah. get the, the girl and that she was like a robust 19 year old hiker a lot yeah. of good muscle mm -hmm. in there to digest and eat three years later Sure. Time to feed again. I, I'm on. I'm on that boat. I mean, the three-year cryptid boat. Yeah. You say <laughs> you say cryptid snake. All right. <laughs> Tedford was visiting relatives in the area and was returning home uh, by local bus when he vanished. Wait, from the bus? From the bus. You mean he gets on the bus and doesn't get off? According to 14 eyewitnesses, Tedford got on the bus and was still on the bus, sleeping in his seat, at the last stop before arriving in Bennington. Somewhere between the last stop and Bennington, he vanished. Excuse me? His belongings were still in the luggage rack, and an open bus timetable was on his vacant seat. An open bus timetable. Yep. So... There's... I'm assuming they had to question the bus driver. They questioned everybody on the bus. 14 well, eyewitnesses says, yeah, he was on the bus. He was sleeping in that seat. Right, but then they leave and he's asleep. No, 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 no. This was after they're departing from their last stop. Yeah. And when they arrive in Bennington, no stops between those. I see. He was nowhere to be found. He's yeah. a master of disguise. That's what I was thinking, too. Maybe he put on a disguise and slipped out. Yeah. <laughs> if we've all seen that show. Yeah, sure. Where the master of disguise woman fooled me so yeah. hard that With, yeah, my jaw was Carby, right? <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. Turtle, turtle. Yeah. <laughs> he was turtle enough for the turtle club. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean though. Like, uh, yeah, it's possible. All he had to do was put on a scarf, and no one recognized. <laughs> sure, <laughs> just left his luggage and everything behind, and was like, maybe he's intentionally trying to slip away, or. Maybe, is there a bathroom on this bus? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Just, someone forgot I'm sure to look in the bathroom. Yeah, they, they've I'm checked thinking, everywhere. <laughs> thinking like a porter potty style. It was like sucked out the bottom or something? Or maybe he was like a very small man. <laughs> oh, like he crawled in like in Catch Me If You Can? Exactly. Yeah. Let's see. yeah. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, with all things. Did the bus, I don't even think they did this at the time, have windows that were emergency exits like is it possible that he like slipped out 
I mean, keep in mind, this was 1949. Exactly. And this is like a Greyhound think. bus in 1949. Yeah. So I don't think they have even bathrooms on there. I think it's just seat, luggage rack, motor, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me also think it would be very easy to fool people with the disguise. Like, I go in with the fake mustache. It's like one of the fancy mustaches that bring a lot of attention. I talk about my mustache, how I have special mustache oil and a comb and stuff. <laughs> And then, you know, it gets dark from one trip to the other. I just take off the mustache and people are like, who's this guy? Because the other guy had a luxurious mustache yeah. that you yeah. talked about. Yeah. This guy wouldn't need mustache oil. You just blend in with the crowd and you're like, yeah, I saw that dude. He totally disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Him it and his be. mustache vanished. But for the sake of this mystery, we'll go on the idea that he just into thin air. Yeah. Gone. Could be that he was Poof. abducted. You know, yeah, there's a possibility. Sucked him out of the window yeah. into a UFO. <laughs> well, the fourth disappearance okay. was eight-year-old Paul Jeffson. Paul Jeffson? Who... His names are all silly. <laughs> it's Jeffson PH. Jeffson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffson. So it could it could be Jepson. Jepson. Okay. Uh who disappeared on October twelfth, nineteen fifty. Jeffson was with his mother in a truck at the time of his disappearance. The mother left him unattended momentarily while she fed some pigs. Excuse me? What? (laughs) She was gone for about an hour. So wait, what? What? Well, she wants to sit there and watch them eat every bite. (laughs) Really? Eat every last crap now. I mean, that's essentially, that's her story. You know, she's like, you wait here in the truck. I got to go feed some pigs. In elementary school, I went to the farm. They let us feed the pigs. It takes two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. Uh, I mean, it was probably, uh, you know, a 29-minute walk there and a (laughs) 29-minute walk back. And she left her child in the car? I mean, 1950. You know, and this is yeah. on a farm. It's like, you know, stay she's, here. She's on her property, so I guess that makes a little yeah. difference. Well, why not Still. Take, Why not just take him with you? Yeah, sure. But I mean, you're going to have to watch out how to feed these pigs someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1950. I mean, parents weren't even watching their kids in the 80s 40 years ago. So <laughs> add 30 years more to that, and it's like... You know, he'll figure it out. He'll either live or die. We'll have eight more. Well, that brings me more to the point. It's old enough back in the day. It's like, you're old enough to feed these pigs. Yeah. You got to learn how to do this. You know, maybe that's every other time. But this time she was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with you right now. Right. You always do a terrible job feeding the pigs. You play with your cup and ball. I'll go feed some (laughs) pigs. Then we'll head off to the market. Kid just threw a tantrum. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, so when she returned, some was gone. Uh, search parties accompanied by bloodhounds were dispatched, but no sign of him was found. He was wearing a bright red jacket at the time, which should have made him more visible, but neither he nor the jacket was ever seen again. And it was a, it was a cool jacket. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was a bomber jacket, like a 1950s bomber jacket. Sometimes things just don't work out for jackets, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, bloodhounds tracked his scent to a local highway where Paula Jean Weldon had previously disappeared no four way. years earlier. It's the snake. The snake. It's the cryptid snake. The giant cryptid snake. <laughs> again. How how far was it? 
from the car to that spot? Uh, did I say it? <laughs> I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. There's not. Because, uh, like, you know, if it's, like, walking distance, like, <laughs> you know. If it's, like, 10 feet, no big deal. If it's, like, six miles, it's, right. like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I imagine it's nearish. <laughs> and I'm also thinking this cryptid, like, maybe he, like, puts out a cool like tune or something and it like lures you off into Ooh, like, like it's like pennywise from yeah it kind of kind like of. a little balloon floats to mm-hmm. the farm and the kid's like oh i'm dumb enough to want a balloon right <laughs> mom fucked off i guess i can yeah. go <laughs> i mean an hour is a long time for a lot of stuff to happen yeah so who knows yeah. who's to say yeah well, the fifth and final disappearance. That's it for Jeffson? That's it for Jeffson. I mean, okay. no sign of him was ever found. Except for his scent trail. His scent to the highway. Yeah. Beyond. But no jacket. No jacket. Doesn't that make you think, like, the highway is the real problem here? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fifth and final disappearance happened to 53-year-old Frida Langer on October 28th, 1950 just 16 days after Jeffson's disappearance. Oh, way so close together. Well, that kid was nothing, man. You can't get full off a little kid like that. <laughs> Cryptid snake needed more to feed on. Yeah. So <clears throat> Langer and her cousin, Herbert, left their campsite to go on a hike. During the hike, Langer slipped and fell into a stream. She told Herbert to wait for her while she walked back to their campsite to change clothes, and she would be right back. When she did not return, Herbert walked back to the campsite to discover that Langer never returned and that nobody had seen her since she left. Over the next two weeks, five searches were conducted involving aircraft, helicopters, and up to 300 searchers. No trace of her was found. On May 12, 1951, her body was found near Somerset Reservoir in an area that had been extensively searched seven months prior. No cause of death could be determined because of the condition of her remains. Oh, Oh, they were not good? Not. (laughs) (laughs) The condition was bad. (laughs) It was not pristine condition of those remains. So it could have been like an animal dragged the body there to like feed on it or whatever in peace and... I mean, because the fact that they searched that area, no trace of her, seven months later, the body shows up there. Maybe the fox had her in a foxhole. Uh, Who knows? Something like that. And then drug her out. I don't know. That's possible. A fox got her, you think? (laughs) I'm just saying an animal of some sort could have got her, took her away from that area to feed or to keep her, you know, in... A cave or some shit. So I understand the remains were not found in good condition, mm-hmm. but like, were they able to discern whether or not like there were like claw and bite marks no. or was it just like bones left? Like it had gone through a snake and like, just like, it was probably just the bones. It doesn't sound like a carnivore was involved because you can obviously tell if large mounds of chunks of flesh have been taken away from something. 
I imagine it's a very bloated court situation, and they mean that they couldn't determine strangulation, beating, yeah, exactly. Et so it still had flesh and meat. I would think maybe. I mean, it could have been just a femur, you know. And <laughs> there's her remains right there. Yeah, no, that probably was more than. I'm that. sure it was a little Otherwise, more than that. They would have said her skeleton was found, and also like a predator's not going to eat a little bit and then not eat the rest. Sure, well, you know it could get scared off by a bigger predator. Or but then something. that bigger predator would be eating it, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know the rate of decomposition in seven months or what what it's happens, a, but it's a good amount of time. And if it's also if it says she's in the river or something, so yeah, that's uh that means it's all waterlogged body, which changes everything. She was found in water. Uh, uh near Somerset Reservoir. Oh, so I don't know. That's not that clear. Yeah. Whatever the case, makes sense that it's hard to say after seven sure. months. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that it was searched there, nobody found anything. Seven months later, there she is. is also just weird. proves like how terrible searching is, I feel like. Well, that or maybe and she stuff. was lost out there in the woods and... Like, made her way back. Made, yeah, was point. still walking around when everybody was searching. Nobody found her. She managed to collapse there at the reservoir. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that is possible as well. But she had just watched a little more primitive building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could have been set up real nice. Yeah. There are several explanations for what might be going on at Bennington. Okay. Some are more substantial than others. Also, these all happened in like the 1950s and before so like has it been pretty dead since well that was just of these five disappearances that happened in this very short amount of time but there are and i'll get into it for sure for sure uh other things that are going on in bennington yeah we haven't even talked about the lights yes right i promised us bennington lights he swore. Well, <laughs> the first explanation is that the area is cursed. Oh. Means there's treasure about. <laughs> Native Americans refused to set foot on Glastonbury Mountain uh, unless they were burying their dead. Oh, so um, they built this town on a grave burial? I mean, that's just they're saying they, they only go there to bury their dead on Glastonbury Mountain. That's who says that? The Native Americans in the oh, area. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, they well, I imagine be- they had been doing that well before these settlers came. Is what yeah. Saying. yeah, yeah, that's that's what I would think as well. And then they're yeah. like, "Oh, I know. We'll build our town right next to this." Uh, or at least maybe it seems like with this triangle where people are hiking and going out into is not being respected as such. Like it's not necessarily that they built their community on it, but like people are hiking up into it just. Dumb white people who mm-hmm. don't know that sure. you don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, they believe that the four winds converge there in an internal sc- struggle. <laughs> okay. Uh, there is some truth to this, as wind patterns in the mountain are so erratic that weather changes suddenly and plants grow at odd angles. 
Well, I mean, ley lines. Yeah, yeah. Ley, ley lines. lines. Ley lines. They converge in there. It's a convergence. <laughs> it makes wacky energy and weird the stuff great, happens, man. The great convergence. Yeah. That's what the natives knew. They knew about the ley lines, and the only way they could explain it was with the evil winds <laughs> or the four winds. Sure. Yeah. Well, whether or not it's ley lines, I mean, we don't know if they cross this section of Vermont or not. Yeah. But whatever the case, there are high winds. Yeah, there are typical in this yes. area, which just makes me think you're hiking. There's ridges. There's tall trees. Like a gust they, of wind. Exactly. They call trees that are prone to falling. They call those widow widow makers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it makes sense to me that people could die in a lot of natural ways often in sure. this area. And it'd probably be hard to find a body that was smushed by a tree. Yeah, you or know, like... <laughs> or that fell off a cliff, or that tumbled down a mountain. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, hmm. According to the natives, they believed enchanted stones on top of the mountain could swallow a man whole. Oh, snap! It's the snake. Well, now I'm thinking something totally different. <laughs> like a rock golem. Oh. You know? Oh. Yeah, like a never-ending story where they have the mountain that talks and wakes yeah. up. Or, nice. Uh, if you've seen the new Dark Crystal series, like Lore... <laughs> You know, like just a pile of stones that mm-hmm. has autonomy. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. That's straight out of D&D right there. Well, you might like this one. <coughs> another e- explanation. <laughs> <laughs> another explanation dates back to the early 1800s, where there were reports among loggers that a monster, dubbed the Bennington Monster, inhabited the area. The monster was... Bigfoot-like, though these accounts predate most Bigfoot reports. (gasps) No way. And the monster stood about six feet tall. Okay, so he's just average foot. Just an average height. Just an average foot. Got it. I assume Harry. Oh, yeah. Of course. Bushy as can be. The first reports claimed that it knocked over a stagecoach, though harmed no one. Okay. Oh man, I feel like we're delving into an episode of Colin Kirkens here. <laughs> it's got something for everyone. <laughs> uh, in 1967, there was another monster that lived in the caves of the Glastonbury Mountains. He would descend into the town flashing women and waving around a pistol. Uh-oh. He was dubbed the Wild Man of Glastonbury. Oh. <laughs> he seemed like a monster, more than just like a pervert. Yeah, seriously. It's just a sexual assaulter. Sure, sure. Waving around his pistol yeah, for real. <laughs> what no that was a real pistol yeah that was attached to his wiener <laughs> no 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 he was a naked man waving a gun okay. <laughs> but uh you know he lived up there in the glastonbury mountains and was crazy so you never know what these laylands are doing to people I what know. was he saying like he came down running naked with his gun like look out there's a sasquatch in there you will <laughs> keep out Kevin. go back and try to protect you town people uh, he was the trench coat you know one of those old-timey trench coats show yeah. the women his what he's working with and okay. then <laughs> wave a gun in their face if he wants to scare him away or something i don't, I don't know you seen it now get out shoot but i mean they gave him a name the wild man of glastonbury <laughs> He was living in there in 1967. He so. got shirts made, made a real thing out of it. They should have given him a more masculating name, like Two Inches of Fury. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Try to get him to stop doing it. Yeah, uh, seriously. Uh, in 1892, a sawmill worker drunkenly bludgeoned a co-worker to death oh, after no. hearing voices to do so. <gasps> wow. 
he would be committed to an asylum before escaping and vanishing. <gasps> so he's the real wild man of mm. Glastonbury. Right. Right? Oh. Something is making people crazy in these mountains. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Just uh, like a methane leak that people have been inhaling. <laughs> <laughs> Radon leak in the mountains. Yeah. Well, there have also been reports of strange lights, of sounds, and smells emanating from the area, leading people to speculate that everything from interdimensional wormholes to UFOs are responsible for the strange occurrences. Okay. When we say sounds, we talk in like Holly's Hummers. <laughs> yeah, this is even a Holly's Hummer right now. Wow. It's like a reunion <laughs> episode. <laughs> Love it. Uh, more practical explanations can be attributed to hypothermia. Apparently, the weather can shift drastically within minutes. It can go from summer to winter and everything in between. I just feel like if that was the case, it would be worth mentioning in the story. Like, searchers went out, but, like, crazy yeah. weather, like, prohibited, like, some of the search. Or she went out and it was sunny, and then it got, like, a crazy storm came, so we we think it was that. Like, I guess they're saying, like, maybe she's remote enough, and it's, like... Like, think when we were in Joshua Tree, and there was, like, a rainstorm, but, like, not Just, like, a flash we flood in that one little area. Exactly. Like, maybe it's that, like, kind of microcosm of weather, where it's, like, just her little part of the hill suddenly got 100-mile-an-hour winds for 10 minutes or something. Right. It, there are, when I was researching this, uh, there were a couple of stories from people that would, like, hike in the area, and... One guy was talking about how he was uh, hiking in the area and his like girlfriend was at the car in the parking lot. And it was only he was only a couple hundred yards away from him. But like a fog rolled in like a huge heavy fog and it just whited out everything. He couldn't see where he was going or anything. He ended up having to build a campfire and set up camp and sleep overnight in the woods just because he couldn't see where he was going. So yeah. Intense. And uh, eventually he did make it back. And, and that man happened. was John Carpenter. <laughs> Go on to write the fog. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool if you think about it. Like, imagine going on a hike and experiencing, like, all the weather. Like, every season you're like, oh, it's hot summer. And then it's like, oh, is it snowing? Like, yeah. oh, I mean, essentially, that is what uh, people are essentially saying. You know, it's just like things change pretty dramatically in that area, and it happens in small pockets of, you know, yeah, the trail. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. And like, uh, you know, a wind blows in, making the plants grow in one way when you're walking down there, and then it blows another way, making them lean, and it gets you all disoriented. Maybe it creates new paths mm -hmm. where ones weren't there originally or you think you have a marker yeah that's pointing a different direction yeah or there's just simply a tree across the path or what have you or a bridge went out things right. like that wind blew all your little breadcrumbs away yeah it could be so many things you found a you know cottage made of candy Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, captured by a witch <laughs> happens and like I said it can go from insane summer degree weathers to you know near freezing in the drop of a hat and uh, when people are experiencing hypothermia they find like small uh, crevices to hide in to warm up and that's generally but when that happens it's generally too late 
and it makes them well hidden mm -hmm. when people are trying to find them. They're like, where, I'm looking all over in this open area when they're like huddled behind a, two rocks or something in this right. little nook that nobody's searching. Or even if they were to like do those little lean-to structures that we see on like Naked and Afraid and mm -hmm. stuff, like that covers you up pretty good. No helicopter would ever see one of those that's made out of natural branches and stuff. Especially if it's like one that's tucked up under a tree or something. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and we talked about the strange plant growth making people disoriented in the forest. Um, but also due to heavy mining in the area, there are a lot of caves and caverns that a person can get lost in or fall in. Um, so there's yeah <laughs> holes all over the place. Tristan knows holes, man. <laughs> the man gets holes. And that's also might be why natives think of a rock that can like swallow people whole because there's so much mining just in this mountain that. You could just step on a yeah a yeah exactly step on a rock and it's the one rock that's on top of a whole mountain of unsteady rocks from this cave. Sure, yeah. And you also said that there were like sinkholes and stuff in the area. I mean, potentially. Oh, I, just, yeah. so. I just said that they exist in the world. Yeah. Not necessarily the common to this part of for Vermont. sure. <clears throat> that's really all of uh, the Bennington Triangle information that I have. Those that's... five. Disappearances were uh, where the Bennington Triangle originated. Was named. Yeah, that's and, that's a lot. I mean, five disappearances. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a pretty small area. Sure, Vermont's small. Yeah, and uh, you know, that's there's also other things. Lights, the Bigfoot creature that mm -hmm. turned over a carriage. It's not just those five disappearances. So. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know if I should break it into two parts of just other strange things that are in Bennington. But yeah, no, it's all the right choice. That's yeah. right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This triangle is high mystery verified. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so there are talks about possible wormholes or UFOs. Um, the certainly with the kid that goes disappearing by the road, he could be uh, taken by a UFO, mm. uh, or maybe even like the hunter that just got ahead of his group snapped up by a ufo and they didn't see him because he was just a few hundred yards away i mean yeah. if there are like wormholes or like just interesting energy happening in the area like it's possible that they all like time slipped you know they were walking mm -hmm. and now they're just in a different time yeah yeah maybe these cryptids are coming from this land of the lost that's within the wormholes there Doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> land of the lost i don't remember how uh, all right well everybody it's time to you know eat your marshmallows that you've been toasting around the oh, fire thank god they're so burnt <laughs> pour a little maple syrup on there yeah pour on some uh, vermont maple syrup uh, dip them in your ben and jerry's ice cream okay that while, sounds good. while listening to your fish album uh, tell, and tell your voting for from, Bernie Sanders. Tell your friends from meeting at the old wooden bridge. <laughs> Down the, the long road trail. Uh, oh, you guys go to long road trail tonight? Sweet! <laughs> yeah, they're going to meet the wild man of Glastonbury. Bring your swimsuit, bring uh, a raincoat, yeah. bring a some pistol. winter clothes, a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and bring high mystery, because yeah. we're here for you yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Only in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us enough money, we might be there with you in real life. Uh, check I'm, out that Patreon. Yeah, yeah check out that Patreon. We'll have a tier for you. Uh, I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. Guten Tag. I'll be to them. I can't wait to see a wood-covered bridge in Vermont. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.